Okay, where is that American History Studies book? I gotta get ready for this quiz tomorrow. You know this? Who's that? Come on, dude, it's been a while, I know. But I'm the monster that used to uh, jiggle your clothes around, make you think I was in your closet. Sometimes I'd move underneath your bed and whatnot. But um, when your report cards fell underneath your bed, and you gotta get this together, dude. Like, you're not even gonna be able to have monsters if you don't get a hold on your GPA. It looked like you were reading something messed up and dyslexic. I, I know you're right. Um, that's why I'm really trying to buckle down and, you know, get it. Dude, say less. Okay? Your grades stink, and no disrespect to what you were trying to say. You're in no position to know what's best for you. I got your American Studies book, right? It's Black History Month. You got a quiz tomorrow. Let's, uh, let's just see what you know, hmm? All right. I'm going to read you, like, seven questions. First, blank was a mathematician and physicist who helped send John Glenn around the Earth. She performed her duties with the NASA Space Agency. Is it A, Katherine Johnson, B, Annie Easley, or C, Billy Holiday? Um, is it bit? Don't say Billy Holiday. Uh, you know what? I already heard you. That's wrong. It's Katherine Johnson. Let's move on. Blank was a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and later the Secretary of State. Was it A, Ralph Bunching, B, Colin Powell, or C, Booker T. Washington? Well, you know, I really thought that last one was Billy Holiday, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Colin Powell. Not bad at all. Not bad. You were correct. Blank launched the Montgomery bus boycott by refusing to give her, her seat to a white man. Please, please, please get this wrong. Rosa Parks? Okay, don't act surprised. That makes it sadder. You should confidently know that it was Rosa Parks. Uh, blank became the first U.S. track and field athlete to win four gold medals in a single Olympiad. Is it A, Jackie Robinson, B, Michael Jordan, not with a B, and C, Jesse Owens. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to use um, process of elimination, and um, I know it wasn't Michael Jordan. Jackie Robinson, Jesse Owens, these names mean nothing to me. So I'm going to go with Jesse Owens. Uh, for me to you, it was Jesse Owens, but I am pretty sure from the grave he's calling you all kinds of names. Next question. Blank was the founder of Negro History Week, which eventually became Black History Month. Is it A, Martin Luther King Jr., B, Carter G. Woodson, or C, John Burks, Dizzy Gillespie? Taking a stab in the dark on this one. Um, Carter G. Woodson. Stab in the dark, what are you doing all day while your teachers are teaching you things? These are things that they have said at some point. That's why they feel confident when they bring, you know what, never mind. Next question, blank, is considered by many to be the greatest tennis player of all time. A, Florence Griffith 
Joyner, B. Serena Williams, or C. Cheryl Swoops. I'll give you a hint. It is not C. Serena Williams. You want to get through to this kid? All you got to do is have some dump trucks, I guess. Good for you. Uh, last question. Blank is one of the most important writers of the Harlem Renaissance of the 1920s, which celebrated black life and culture. Is it A, Langston Hughes, B, Miles Davis, C, Alex Haley? I'm going with Langston Hughes just because I don't recognize that name. You know what, kid? I gotta tell you. As far as guessing goes, you're doing pretty good. You only got one wrong. You were correct. It is Langston Hughes. Um, and I could just say, it, it shouldn't all be a guess. Um, I, I think you knew a couple of them. And again, ass shouldn't be the only way you learn. Um, unless you want to learn the important things of protected sex. But, not bad. I am going to be back tomorrow, and we are going to go over calculus, because... I hear your parents, and they are very ready for you to go off to college, and I don't want to be the one to have to listen in when you all realize you're not going. So, let's get it together, baby. James Thomas was being held in prison due to violent crimes against women and children. Then, suddenly, there was a blip, and half of the living creatures across the universe ceased to exist. James was one of them. His life went on for the next five years until the Avengers would eventually take action against Thanos from the past and regather the Infinity Stones. James simply ceased to exist. And when the fingers were snapped by Iron Man in a final act to vanish Thanos and his army, James found himself back in a prison cell that was locked shut and he watched as other prisoners seemed to blip back into their cells while some others blipped back into a space that wasn't their cell where maybe they were having chow. As they ran around free, no one could find someone to open James' cell. The prison guards had been blipped back, but they hurried to find out the status of their families, and it was chaos. James knew he still had three more life sentences to go. He wished that Iron Man had never snapped his fingers. See, I told you not to play with fire. And I hope that you never forget the look on all of the faces of those children after you screamed when they greeted you with hello. I thought we were in Alright, so yesterday I had a very odd sequence of events that actually led me down a road that I very much enjoyed. And, okay, so I'm very particular. If I like something, I like something. If I don't, I don't. I don't like smoking blunts. I don't like smoking joints. Now, if it's your weed and you're offering me a hit off of your joint, I will hit the joint. If it's my weed, and let's say my wife asks, do I want to smoke a J, I say no. Now. I love her, so sometimes I will say yes, but I really don't like smoking them. I feel like they're a waste of weed, and I don't get as high as I would like. I don't enjoy it, and I am that way about all kinds of stuff. If I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. Like clubbing. I don't like clubbing. I don't like going to the strip club either. 
but I shared a story about one time that I went and it was a interesting time. I've gone and had much fun. I've gone and walked out broke and resentful that I didn't have enough money to pay for one more woman. Um, I've been to clubs and I've had fun. I haven't gone often or a lot. I would say a handful of times and I've enjoyed it because I almost never do it. So when I finally do do it, I can have fun knowing be a long time before we do this again. Best enjoy yourself. So I said that because my wife and I are trying to decide on what we're going to put on as our background like movie or something because I believe our son was still awake when we started watching the film. Mm, not sure. So she asked me if I wouldn't mind watching uh, Identity Thief. Identity Theft? I think it's Identity Thief. Um, starring Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman. I love Jason Bateman. I cannot stress that enough. I am not a fan of Melissa McCarthy's work. I like Bridesmaid. I own it. Um, I want to say she was in something else that I found funny. And that's it. Everything else that I've had to watch, especially if it has been written and or directed by her husband, I do not enjoy. It is torturous for me. Torturous like watching Friends. Yes, if you like Friends, I hate it. I would rather get kicked in the testicles than watch it. If I walk in a room and my wife is watching it, I leave the room. That's how much I dislike it. Which seems odd because like Seinfeld, one of the, my favorite shows of all time. A lot of people assume that if you like Seinfeld, you will probably like Friends. Not the case. I think Friends is very corny. I remember as a kid when Friends came out, I remember thinking, well, I don't think that they're friends at all. I think that they're just a bunch of people who are going to bang each other. And I was right. And I was really young, so I shouldn't have been able to deduce that, but I was like, these people aren't friends. It's a mix of men and women. Men and women aren't friends. But that's a topic for another day. So I, I asked if it's streaming on something because I choose what we watch. Uh, frequently, I try not to be a total like remote control hog. Even though I think my wife and I do our best because we both will end up like with the remote in our possession and we don't remember grabbing it. But I generally end up looking around for a minute because I want to like change the volume or something. And I'm looking around and I'll look for a while before I accuse because you never want to accuse and be wrong. And then I just ask very politely, do you have the remote? And then she'll look around, she's like, no, I don't have it. And then it magically appears out of a sleeve. And she's like, oh, there it is. I must have called it to me with the force. So I ask if it's streaming on something. She checks. We have to rent it. Um, she knows how I feel about Melissa McCarthy. But yes, we could have rented it because we rent movies all the time. But was I going to throw that option out there when I don't like her and I don't want to pay four or five dollars to watch her? Uh, not so much. But then I remembered. Oh yeah, I saw a Melissa McCarthy movie on Cinemax. Now we don't have Cinemax because for some reason they've chosen to leave Cinemax out of HBO Max even though I saw that they just put the show Banshee and um, some Clive Owen show that was on Cinemax on HBO Max. Just give us all the Cinemax stuff. Anyway, I remembered. 
and I was like, okay, wanting to find some compromise. She wanted to see Melissa McCarthy. I didn't, but since I was willing to, doesn't really matter what I watch her in. Let's give her an option. You can't just say no to somebody. That's what monsters do. So I go to Cinemax. Uh, we have a free week trial, so I'm trying to watch like a movie a day on it so that I feel like I got my money's worth because I will not be allowing them to charge me monthly. And um, it's The Kitchen, which has Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and I want to say her name is Elizabeth Moss. And I've, I've already told you how I feel about Melissa McCarthy. I am not a fan of Tiffany Haddish or Elizabeth Moss. Moss. <laughs> um, I did like The Invisible Man that Elizabeth Moss was in. I'm not going to go into the reasons that I'm not a fan of her. Um, I don't like watching her. I'll leave it at that. And Tiffany Haddish, uh, I just never found her funny. She's attractive, so I can't really say anything about that. Um, but her mouth moves weird when she talks. I don't know if I'm the only person. I can't look at anything but the way her lips are going, like left and right instead of up and down. However, I'm not hating on Tiffany Haddish. Much success. I'm not hating on any of them. Good for all of them and their many millions of dollars and success. But I generally choose not to watch anything that the three of them are in. Now, having said that, I play the trailer to see if she's interested in watching The Kitchen. I was surprised because the tra I knew that The Kitchen was not a comedy. I should point that out. Because two of the three are known for comedies. I'm not sure if Mad Men is considered a comedy. So I guess you could say all three. Uh, but I knew it wasn't. So I was like, okay, maybe it'll be better if they're not supposed to be funny. And I liked the trailer. She liked the trailer. We agreed to give it a go. I was blown away. Now, when we were maybe two-thirds of the way in, we were discussing like how we felt about the film, and I, I was just totally surprised. I was like, you know, I gotta say, if Tiffany Haddish is not trying to make me laugh, I really enjoy watching her. I still couldn't take my eyes off the lips going left, right, and sideways, but I was, I was blown away. I was stunned how much I was enjoying that movie. And when it ended, I, I couldn't, like, she didn't love it as much as I did. She's like, you know, it wasn't bad. She felt like they were a little heavy-handed with the feminism. Um, I, I feel like I'm not going to give it a perfect score. But Damn, it was pretty close for like a drama, mystery, crime-ish thing involving Irish people, splashes of racism, plenty of crime and violence. I never was bored. The plot moved quickly. I didn't even mind when Elizabeth Moss was, you know, front and center because, you know, my instincts were anytime that they focused too heavily on what she was doing until the very end, I was like, okay, let's... Let's get back to Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy. I want to read a review here. This is from Rotten Tomatoes. It's Rotten Tomatoes score. Let me go back to make sure I get this right. It is a 24 
from the critics, 69% from the audiences. Now, as somebody who has written many film reviews, and I often took pride in the fact that I was never trying to act like I was better than, like some people try to treat film, and film is art, but they try to treat it like you're staring at the Michelangelo. Look, it's a crime drama. I don't expect it to move me the way that a beautiful mind moves me. I expect to be entertained. I expect for the movie to flow and for the performances to be great. Now, if the direction is awesome as well, that's wonderful. Now, again, 69% from audiences, but I wanted to find a negative review from somebody because after watching it, I just couldn't figure out. I was like, why do people hate this movie? Now, I can't assume that everybody is like me because maybe there are some people that really just dislike all three actresses but I gotta believe that other people just saw it as another attempt at hey it's a movie sisters are doing it for themselves get your dollars out oh and another thing I think that my wife didn't my wife didn't love it as much because apparently it's very similar to the plot of good girls and she loves that show she loves it so much she bought the the last season because she refused to wait for Netflix to begin airing it. It was like, it'll be a year. And she's like, no, I can't do that. Because they're so similar, I think perhaps that might be why she didn't watch it. And I could see how if there are a lot of fans of that show that would have been the key demographic for The Kitchen. They might be like, look, I know you're trying to sell me the same raisins that I'm getting on TV for free. What are you talking about? But then I imagined that there were people like this out there. And... This is from a Michael A. It's a, a user review because uh, reading a lot of the critics' reviews just, ugh. So he says, Saw this one on a Delta flight. I would not recommend. Are we supposed to feel sad for the predicament these girls are in because their criminal husbands went to jail and they have no other skills to make ends meet except picking up where their emotionally rotten husbands left off? Question mark? Exclamation point? Question mark? What a weird concept. And I'm supposed to feel good about ladies who run a protection racket, or men for that matter, taking money from honest business owners in the neighborhood? Sometimes turning into bloodthirsty mobstresses, question mark in parentheses. The moral decline of these women is pretty fast. Also, there's a lot of killing. I was expecting a little more offbeat laughter, or story, or something. They just go around killing all their competition. Yeah, this guy's got spoilers galore, sorry. I'll try to keep from naming too many. <clears throat> See where I'm going here? There's a lot of killing. And of course, the unapproving dad who goes on all the time about raising her, Melissa McCarthy, right, suddenly has a change of heart when her kids get kidnapped and says, omitted for spoilers. This film reeks of having an underlying woman's power message, but does not perform. Don't get me wrong, I love tough women messages in movies, like Peppermint or Joy or Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Empowered women fighting against the system are great. These gals, sadly, are not. Alright, so I think that most people can see Michael is not only chalked full of boogery shit, but I don't think that he likes any of the movies. Okay, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, 
I'll give you that. That was a good movie. I I really hope that we're talking about the three that came out overseas first. Amazing. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the first one done in America that didn't really get a proper sequel. That wasn't bad. Peppermint and Joy, how dare you? I hope that you cough until you shit your pants in public. Or somebody wipes your ass with a brick. Shame on you. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say that most um, empowering women films, first of all, they're not for me. They're for women. So I don't go around bashing them. But I'm not a huge fan. Like that scene in Avengers Endgame that made a little little girls like very proud and whatnot, where in the middle of the battle, all the women happen to be together at the same time. And then they're like, we got Captain Marvel's back. Captain Marvel needs no help from anyone. And then every woman walks in slow motion for a second. That made me roll my eyes in the theaters. I groaned and I was like, oh my fucking God. But I think that when movies do, and I love Avengers Endgame, that's just a, a sad footnote for me. When movies try to pander like that, it disgusts me. However, I think that you can get your message across in movies like The Kitchen. And it doesn't feel like you're beating me over the head with it. At no point did I feel like the strong messages and the fact that they were fed up with needing men for this or that or protection. At no point did I really feel like I wanted to roll my eyes. I was engaged in the story. I understood where they were coming from. The same way that I don't need to see 12 years a slave in order to feel empowered about being black. I can watch a film that's just really well done. Not to say 12 Years a Slave wasn't, but like a belly. Belly, yes, they could be a little heavy-handed, but it's just a really good movie. And doesn't really matter if I wasn't black, that the message is so pro-black and, you know, Nas's character goes to Africa and all that. A good movie is a good movie. And if you've got a message, great. Just let the message be woven in enough that I don't see the thread sticking out all over the place. Um, yeah, so I would highly suggest if you have Cinemax, give it a shot. If you don't, if you haven't seen the movie and you like crime dramas, big recommendation. Go get a free week trial of Cinemax on Amazon Prime or on the Roku channel or something. Go bananas. Let me know what you thought. I think you're going to love it. Upon opening his eyes, Anthony did not recognize the room. He saw an old television with the tube box. Reminded him of something he'd seen in a picture on Wikipedia. He looked around for the remote. There wasn't one. As he looked around, he noticed that the television had a large knob on the front of it. He questioned whether or not he would have to get up from the bed. He called out to Alexa. He called out to Google. No chime, no voice, nothing greeted him. He got up and turned on the television. He looked around to see if he could tell the time. There were no digital clocks available. His smartwatch wasn't on his wrist. Looking for his cell phone, he became confused. Not only did he not see a cell phone, he saw no modern device. And that's when it hit him. Must be the past. Upon opening his eyes, Anthony did not recognize the room. 
no voice. You know, I think it would surprise a lot of people to know that I was much, much angrier when I was younger. And recently I was trying to think about when I started handling my anger differently. Like, I haven't really yelled at somebody in an argument since I was like 23. I was in a relationship where we yelled a lot. And after that, I was like, you know what? I think I am done yelling at somebody. That's just, it's crazy to me. And now, like, I get so triggered whenever somebody raises their voice at me. Like, I'm practically ready to fight. No, my wife doesn't raise her voice to me. No, I'm not somebody who hits women. But, like, especially a man. If a man raises his voice to me, you might as well throw a punch. With women, if you raise your voice, I just go dead. Because I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to do that. And I remove myself. Some of you might remember the story about the woman who cursed me out in the street. Um, and I, I traced uh, a lot of it back to I bombed one time in Baltimore in front of my family. And it was so humiliating and so infuriating. I was doing some bringer show. This was like when I first started performing. I invite my mom, her fiance at the time up. My girlfriend at the time, they're sitting there, and I'm new. I think I am the funniest thing on the planet, and the world is getting ready to part the Red Sea like Moses for me. And I'm, it's like it's a gift. Like, you are welcome. I am here to tell you jokes, people. You may laugh yourself to death. So, as soon as I start speaking, I always used to do this thing where I would go, Hello. Now, I don't think I was doing that at that point. But I probably did come up and say something to that effect. Later, I did it to let people know this is how I speak. This is who I am so that we can get that out of the way right off the bat. Like, yeah, I'm the smiley black guy who comes out and says hello. But these people, this was before I had built that confidence. I knew any of that. They start laughing at me and not in a good way. Like they're laughing at me, not with me. And then they start like talking. It's two tables. And they start talking while I'm performing. So I start going back at them because I'm like, what comedian brought you here that you're borderline heckling me now? Like being loud, talking through my set and disrespectful. And they could give a fuck. They're, they're Baltimore. And uh, we start going back and forth. I get really mean and I start calling them like C students and telling them that they're stupid and making fun of the gold in this one guy's mouth. The crowd is not on my side because the crowd probably relates more to them than they do to me and I'm bashing them. So it's just silence for let's say five minutes, which at the time felt like an eternity. And I remember I got off the stage and my mom comes over to me and I'm so angry and embarrassed. And she comes over and she just goes, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just wish you weren't here to see that. I never dealt with hecklers the same ever again. I always stayed friendly because I never wanted the whole crowd to turn their back on me. And yeah, and I think part of that just, I was like, you know what? Mean isn't a good sweater on you. Kind of looks like it's rumpled. I look homeless with mean. I meant to wear something silkier. You know what I'm saying? And one last thing, uh, next Thursday, March 4th, 6.30, uh, until about 10, 10.30, um, my wife and I are going to be 
live streaming, doing commentary for every episode of WandaVision. That's episodes one through seven, excuse me, one through eight. And uh, feel free to join us. They'll be saved if you're not available that time frame. And then on Friday the 5th, of course, we will be live for the finale of WandaVision. Join us, have fun, and bring something to smoke. Let's see it.